We need to be able to tell great stories. Storytelling is one of those really valuable skills that all of us could develop. And in today's episode, we'll look at a few tips that I've picked up over the years as to how you can start to tell a better story. When I was in the second grade, I loved writing stories. Every school in our city had to choose a kid to go to a story writing workshop, and guess what? I won the contest and was selected to go work on my craft. The experience itself was good. I mean, how could it not be? I loved writing stories, but it was also the first time that I started overthinking my possible direction in life, career choice, big dream, whatever you want to call it. I thought you can't possibly make a living telling stories, and so I kind of stopped. Funny enough, I longed to tell stories as much as ever. Whether through poetry, podcast, music, film, or blog post, I just want to tell as many stories as I can in the time that I have. Will this be a cautionary tale, or will I make enough progress? Only time will tell. You see, human beings are natural storytellers. We all tell stories all the time. We tell friends, family, and colleagues things that we witnessed or things that we did, and naturally, we're pretty damn good at it. We also connect with published stories. Think of any classic tale, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, maybe a movie like Lion King, or the way that a stand-up comedian like Kevin Hart pulls us into a story about the time that he was racing an ostrich. The interesting thing is, because storytelling comes so natural to us, it's one of those things that often gets overlooked in terms of learning about, and it's also something that we overthink the most. I trust that this episode will help remind us how simple storytelling can be, but first, why do we even want to talk about storytelling on this podcast. We can't teach without learning, and we can't learn without teaching. They go hand in hand, and storytelling plays a huge role for both. Fiction or non-fiction, we learn lessons from others through stories, and when we teach, we craft stories to get our point across. Storytelling is something that could be infinitely studied and discussed. But one thing I've realized about getting better at storytelling is that every now and again, it's nice to look at a list of advice, tips for storytelling as kind of a refresher. No matter how good you get at this craft of storytelling, reviewing such reminders can be helpful. It's one of those things that have an infinite ceiling in terms of our skill level. The ability to tell stories we can always get better and better at. But first, what is a story? Neil Gaiman says, after all of the years of telling stories, his definition is it's anything that keeps you interested in learning more and doesn't leave you feeling cheated at the end. Now we're going to take a look at a few concepts, I think 15 to be exact, and each of these concepts we could go on huge tangents and a million different connections with, and in the future perhaps we can circle back to go in more detail on some of these specific ideas, but for now we're just going to try and remember some 15 strategies to make our stories better. 1. Most importantly, there is no such thing as writer's block, and there is no such thing as storytelling block. They just don't exist. Start writing, start talking, without any expectation, and things will come out. Always just put something on paper, recorder, phone, typewriter, computer, it doesn't matter your process, but just create something. When really in doubt, take a break by doing something mindful that you enjoy, like going for a walk, playing with a pet, a puzzle, painting, whatever, and then come back to working on your story. Make it emotional. Emotions bring about memory. I was having Chinese food with a friend the other day, and he was sharing about the time that a babysitter let him watch a horror movie at the age of six. He remembered every single detail about that night, which I thought was remarkable for his age, and when I mentioned it, he told me that afterwards he'd spend sleepless nights pacing the room, remembering back to that movie and the impact it had on him. Which reminded me, of course he remembered every detail, it was such an emotional experience, it's probably etched into his brain for life. As emotions increase, so often does our memory. 
Three, make it unique. No matter the inspiration, we can always try and tell a story in a different way. When stories are too similar, people tend to tune out because we've heard that all before. Four, it need not be long. Stories could be written in a single sentence or two. This helps a lot for social media because we can tell stories within a 30 second social clip or we could capture listener or viewer attention within a few seconds. Now that may seem too simple, but here is a classic example. Boy meets girl, boy messes up relationship, boy works hard, boy redeems himself, boy and girl live happily ever after. Number five, be authentic. Even within fiction stories, be sure to speak from a place of truth. This does not need to be factually true. It could be a part of a fictional narrative, but they need to be true in the sense of you aren't trying to fake it, connect it to results, or overcomplicate. Going back to the first point about writer's block, we only develop such blocks if we aren't creating our stories from a place of truth. It's important to speak from a place of vulnerability and authenticity. You have to intrinsically care and share or else no one else will care. People will just not connect to your story. Number six is a fun one. Create an inspiration system. Great artists steal, and that's an important thing to remember. Austin Kleon calls it a swipe file, Neil Gaiman a compost pile. Either way, open yourself up to being inspired by anyone and anything, and have a place to record, document, and capture these influences. When you need inspiration, you have a place to go and look and start to make your own connections with other people's work. Seven, think in terms of central dramatic questions. Who is it about? What do they want? Why can't they get it? What do they do about that? Why does or doesn't it work? And how does this end? Connect with an experience, a lesson, or an idea, and let the story develop naturally. Number eight, use a simple story structure. A classic way to craft your narrative arc is in three acts. Act one, introduce characters, scene, and goal. Act two, the characters evolve as they face some sort of a challenge. And in act three, this challenge is resolved or the pursuit is concluded. Without going into too much detail about plot or character development, picture the pyramid, the roller coaster graph that we used in elementary school to learn about sketching out our overall story. It starts at the bottom with an introduction, an incident or rising action as we climb that mountain, the climax at the top, and then some falling action and resolution. Of course, we could take a deeper dive into how to develop each of these areas and lengthen our story, but this is the basic concept that we need. Number nine, every story can be divided into four categories. How much of your story do you want to be about expression, enlightenment, education, and entertainment? A hit movie might be 90% about entertainment, and the other three fit into the 10%. Whereas something like this podcast, for example, is going to be 95% education, and perhaps expression, enlightenment, and entertainment fit into the other 5%. But looking at stories that exist, or the stories we're creating, and asking how much should be about each of these four categories can be really valuable. 10. Even if it's a cautionary tale or a tragedy, be sure to let your audience know what could have been. What is the character missing out on after all? What did they long for and not get? What would they, could they, should they have achieved? Perhaps their legacy, even though not achieved, can be felt or lived on by other characters or by the audience. 11. Build around a mythic theme. Depending on who you ask, there may be five different classic story themes, or there may be 50. Regardless, we can all think of a few themes. Essentially, any timeless, successful story can be a template for your own story, big or small. Some classic themes that exist are stealing fire from heaven, a wake-up call, searching for a soulmate, search for promised land, war in heaven, fatal attractions, and many, many, many more. 12. Create through a character archetype or character path. Yet again, because stories have been around for so long, there are many different ways to classify archetypes. Regardless, having a template for your character can be helpful. 
It outlines what are they like, what are their strengths and flaws, the most famous of which is the hero. Other examples could include the magician, scientist, lover, outlaw, innocent, the caregiver, and many, many more. 13. Keep it simple. Don't overdefine the story you want to tell. The hero's journey is typically 12 steps, and you can look that up in detail, but every story introduces a character who has a goal, faces obstacles, and then either achieves it or not. That is your narrative arc. In summary, take your character across the bridge of progress for your audience to witness. Help them appreciate the emotions that come about as the character goes from ordinary, limited awareness, through some sort of a change, facing a challenge, and achieving a reward or not, and having a tale to tell. 14. Use prompts to create stories. Whether for practice or publishing, a prompt can be a helpful way to craft a story. Inspect other stories that already exist. Find a story, get familiar with it, and look at it through the lens of tactics like the 13 things that we just discussed. Break it apart and try to determine the different elements of the story that you can identify. Now, try to write a different version of it or take inspiration from some of the themes or questions and create your own story. Another way is to go out to public places, people watch, and see what types of stories come from mind mapping about possible characters or events. You might also think about and reflect on people or events in your own life to come up with ideas. And finally, if you search for story prompts online or get a book of prompts, there are all kinds of ideas on how to start or continue your story. Either way, ideas will come from taking two or three ideas in your mind and then combining them together to create something new. 15, and certainly last but not least, don't underestimate the power of editing. Create a filter for your story based on what is it about. Once you have an idea of the story and how you want to tell it, be sure to keep the essential items and remove everything else that distracts from the main purpose. When it comes to storytelling, less is always more. Editing does not just remove words, it actually adds clarity and adds meaning. There's a great quote that goes, I'm sorry, if I had more time, I would have made my story shorter. Bonus tip. For those who waited around, here's a bonus tip. Call it number 16 if you have to, but point is, there are no secrets. No arts can be entirely formulaic. You have to find your storytelling style, your process, routines, and rituals, yours, not anyone else's, but yours. Some people create fiction, some nonfiction, and some a combination. Some people write, some record, some film, some edit, and some a combination. Some people work best in long creative stretches, whereas others work best in short bursts. Some create best alone in silence and others create best when they get into that busy coffee shop and have to tune into their work by tuning out all of the distractions. No matter what type of stories you tell or how you tell them, I want to hear them. If you create a YouTube channel, a young adult fiction novel, or a documentary film, I want to see them. So be sure to tag me at Just Tries or tag us at Just Keep Learning so that we can check them out. Until the next episode, all the best and remember, just keep learning.